This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, so several days ago, we had a, a few phone calls that came in. And, of course, there was a lot of stuff in the news. They're going to nuke us from space. The Russians are going to nuke us from space. And, of course, this was shortly after uh, China had a spy balloon hovering over our nuclear missile silos here in Montana. But we had a couple of our, our listeners, a couple of our callers called into the show. And they said, hey, Aaron, have you been hearing what Glenn Beck's been talking about? Have you been hearing this? I think it was a sheriff out of Ohio. Who was saying that, okay, all these sheriffs across, several of these sheriffs across the country, they were meeting with the FBI director, Ray. And basically the takeaway was, hey, guys, look, man, there are so many threats facing this country right now. There are so many warning signs out there. It just you guys better be ready. You bet. Just just get prepared. Just be ready for it. So that that was part of the conversation that we had with a couple of our callers. And then I thought, well, man, maybe I'll I'll reach out to you know at least a couple of our sheriffs here in Montana and see what they're hearing, see see what the chat is. And so then last week we had a great conversation with Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter, a great sheriff. He's got a great podcast now, by the way, the Pursuit Podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, but uh, we had a great chat with the sheriff because, of course, there was this active shooter. Uh, response uh, deal and it, it sounds like it turned you know it was a it was a false alarm but nonetheless they were treating it like it was a real deal because they thought it was the real deal and so that was on Malmstrom Air Force Base so so while we were chatting with the sheriff about hey what you know what happened what do you know uh, about that that active shooter drill that then uh, seemed like it turned into a real response last week at Malmstrom Air Force Base we also kind of threw out this question about Hey, uh, you know, what have you heard? Uh, you know, these sheriffs, they met with Director Ray and he's saying, yeah, there's all these concerns. There's all these threats out there. And uh, and basically the conversation that Sheriff uh, Slaughter and I had was, well, well of course, uh, th- this message is going. I mean, Director Ray himself was on Capitol Hill openly testifying to the fact that he sees what is it uh, flashing lights everywhere he sees flashing lights everywhere basically that he has never seen this many threats facing this country from every direction so of course like yeah and that's kind of the point that sheriff slaughter made was like well yeah of course we're preparing of course we have to be prepared because look at our wide open uh, southern border look at this invasion on our southern border you got chinese nationals coming in you got mexican drug cartels coming in you got people from iran coming in you got people from yemen coming in i mean there are uh, potential threats coming in from everywhere then you got the russia threat and more and so so then that kind of sparked a really good phone call from Casey Williams. Casey Williams is the director of disaster and emergency services for Yellowstone County. And I, you know, I had just kind of gone off a of memory and I was I was telling folks, hey, by the way, you know, um, there's positions you can volunteer for at your county level. There's online training that you can do um, and, and you can get involved in your local disaster and emergency response planning, training, uh, and, and there's training opportunities available for you. But anyway, uh, after all those great conversations, uh, we thought, hey, let's get Casey Williams in here in studio. Let's talk about more of these opportunities and what counties across Montana are doing to prepare for hopefully uh, that which will not occur. All right, Casey Williams in after this. So 
serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. There's threats everywhere. There's blinking lights everywhere. Yeah, uh, no Adam Schiff, Sherlock, right? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to all of us out here. I mean, forget the cybersecurity threats potentially from China or Russia or other uh, malign actors, shall we say. Look, we know there's threats everywhere. We've got the drug cartels in our backyard, uh, the southern border, you name it. And so, anyway, great to have Casey Williams, who is the uh, Director of Disaster and Emergency Services for Yellowstone County. And, and even though he's the Yellowstone County DES Director, hey, the, the, the things he's going to tell us about, you know, they also apply, you know, oftentimes for your county. So whether, you know, whether you're in Wheatland County, whether you're in Marr County, whether you're in Lewis and Clark, Cascade County, uh, you're going to have somebody at your local level. Uh, and there's going to be uh, local opportunities for you as well. Uh, KC, great to see you. Thanks for coming in studio with Thank us you, here. Thank you, Great to be here this morning. Yeah. So, you know, first off, as far as threats are concerned, the blinking lights everywhere thing, uh, are you hearing that? Uh, is that being reinforced from what you're hearing in your role as a DES director? Well, it is. So we have many, many different types of threats. We look at natural hazards. We look at man-made stuff. We look at civil unrest. Um, we look at the political divisiveness that's uh, being pushed on us. Uh, so all of those things do pose a risk. I think one of the biggest vulnerabilities that we have is individual preparedness, not being where it needs to be. Um, I just got back. The, the county commissioners allowed me to go on a uh, for the state of Montana to help Maui during the uh, the fires that they oh, had. Wow. You went went to Maui. I went to Maui. I was there for uh, 21 days. Wow. Um, working in their emergency operations center. When, after those fires, everybody in their crew uh, quit or whatever. And uh, they asked for help, and Montana answered the call. And your Yellowstone County commissioners picked up the ball and let me go down there and, and help wow. them out. But Did they ever say how many children actually died in that fire? Or? I don't know the children, but the, the death toll is up near 200. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't want to forget all the people that were also injured. That's uh, right. And, and lost everything. Lost their jobs, lost, lost their homes. Destroyed. Yeah. yeah. It was a very sad thing. But something that was common throughout there was the lack of individual preparedness. Um, the the ability for somebody uh, or a family to get on with their lives or get back some semblance of normalcy um, after a bad thing happens. And, and we have the same problem here. We have the same problem everywhere, really. Is. Yeah, it's just that our society has changed. You know, back in the, you know, if if power goes out, if there's a big catastrophe, the, the people that are going to be able to handle it the easiest are our farmers and ranchers out there because, they're used to being out in the middle of nowhere and okay I, I lost power for a little bit well what do you do well you know i'm good but people that live in town that are so used to all the creature comforts well yeah the, yeah the lights might go out for a little while but they're quickly back on well what do you do if the water is out the electricity is out for several days uh what's your bug out location i mean uh, yeah i i think our individual preparedness is uh, drastically lower than than what it would have been even even say forty fifty years it ago. Is. It is uh, the the reliance on the government. I mean, we have plans in place and we have resources we can call in to help us and, and do things. But that immediate, what are you going to do? 
right? So the first responder is actually you, your, your family. If, if something bad happens in your neighborhood, you're there first, right? Um, so there's a lot of programs. You can take online training through FEMA to get better preparedness. You can get your bug out kit. And I'm not a doomsday prepper. Have a month's <laughs> worth of stuff in your underground bug. I'm, I'm not saying we're that. all preppers now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, have a plan. What is your what is your family's plan to get in contact with one another? What is your meeting place? Uh, you know, do you have a bag that has your important papers, maybe some medication, some uh, some a little bit of food, maybe a, you know, couple of liters of water so that if something bad happens um you can get out of dodge and make it we were just talking yesterday at the sheriff's office last night about evacuation orders and how we do evacuation orders well evacuation orders work best when the people receiving those orders are prepared to go and you don't want to leave your home let's say what they're going to do with their horses or what they're going to do with their dogs and everything yeah yeah um well and you know a lot of people might think okay look yeah there's all these threats facing this country but is montana really going to be a top target well according to the china spy balloon uh they were very interested in us but also i look at i've got we've got major railroad infrastructure we've got three refineries outside our windows right here the 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 highway when it comes to our our internet uh as i understand it billings montana is a major intersection of the electronic corridor of the internet highway and so so from an infrastructure's perspective billings a place like billings montana great falls you know transmission lines yeah very big target actually it is it is and there and there's several uh single points of failure in in some of those systems uh because there's not a lot of redundancy built into to some of those things and uh we do every year we we assess our threats and hazards and risks to the community it's on our website there's you can look it up see it it's our multi-hazard mitigation plan it lists our threats and hazards and what we believe um would be the most significant high probability uh, all the way to low probability high impact but all of that's on our on our website anybody can look at it what's the biggest threat would you say for for your neck of the woods in particular uh, well, the most common, of course, is our fires. Sure. Yeah, and, and we have the fire, wildfire season and, and then the, the urban wildfire interface, um, which just happened down in Maui. So that's the biggest one. And then we have all of the civil unrest and the, the human cause factors, which is a really big one, too. The, um, we see it all the time with our crime. I know they're working on jails. Um, we hear it in the news. So humans are a big yeah. Uh, the one thing we want to share is the the on, the free online training that's available for individuals, for churches, for communities. So we'll start there right after this. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Casey Williams, uh, the Director of Disaster and Emergency Services for Yellowstone County. But, you know, when we talk about the resources that are available for you as individuals or for you as members of your church or for you as members, you know, that want to be involved at your county level for emergency disaster response, I mean, these are resources that are available to everybody. These are, you know... You know, when you talk about, you know, response plans, emergency response plans, uh, every county uh, has a similar uh, process, similar. St- so so uh, anyway, it's great to have Casey in the house with us here. You know, Casey, we, you and I were just talking during the break. There was this whole, you know, this whole threat about Russia and whatever the space threat was. Uh, Congressman Mike Waltz out of Florida, he's a, a Green Beret colonel as well as a congressman out of Florida. But what he was saying, 
publicly is that, look, if they wipe out our space communications, our satellite, they've effectively wiped out our military, basically, was what he was saying, you know, by and large. I'm hoping there's some more redundancies in place than that, but that's what Congressman Waltz was saying, who worked for Rumsfeld at the Pentagon back in the day. But even you take something like an EMP, an electric uh, electromagnetic pulse type of weapon, where let's say Russia or China, um, you know, and, and by the way, we also not only do we have all of this infrastructure, refineries, rail networks, uh, Internet uh, highways underneath us right now, but hmm, we've got these nuclear missile silos that are about to undergo a massive transformation for the first time since the 1960s and 70s, a $132 billion upgrade of the Sentinel system that's about to be underway here soon. So there's a lot of reasons uh, places like China and Russia are very interested in what's going on here in Montana right now. But but even something like an EMP, uh, I, a lot of people don't realize how disastrous that could be where, where a, a, you know, a, a foreign actor could could launch a nuclear strike but it's not the nuke that nukes everybody and kills people on the ground. Instead, it just fries all of your electronics, everything. Like people don't even realize like, OK, not only does it take out the power lines and the electricity and things like that in your computers and your smartphones and your Internet. But like how many how many vehicles now are computer based vehicles? You can't even drive your pickup or your car unless you got, you know, an older school pickup or car. Oh, absolutely. So. With an electromagnetic pulse, we always think about, you know, Russia, China, nukes, things like that. But we have electromagnetic pulses hitting us all the time from the sun. So those solar flares, those beautiful northern lights, uh, we have to redirect satellites, shut satellites down. But a, a big one uh, would would certainly take out our grid and we become so reliant on all the computers. I mean, it would, it would also affect your water system, your water treatment facility, your sewer treatment facility, um, and things like that. So... Anything that would that would disrupt the electrical system would be very crippling to any community. Uh, we're, we're so reliant on everything computer-wise that, uh, but those type of threats are real, and those type of threats, uh, on a thank goodness, on a minimum level, happen fairly regularly. And the government and the satellite owners and uh, the people who have all this stuff out in outer space and our electrical grid people do watch things like solar weather and make those adjustments so that uh yeah because you were telling me we're at what is it solar maximum right now yeah we're we're moving into the solar solar maximum there's uh the sun has a cycle where it puts out more solar flares more electromagnetic uh radiation and then it waxes and wanes and we're we're in part where it's a little bit more so we'll start seeing you know theoretically you'll have more northern lights it's it's beautiful to look at but every time that happens uh, the satellite systems, your GPS systems, all that have to adjust to account for that because it affects all of those things. Yeah. Would that affect temperature on the ground uh, as well? I, I uh, guess yeah. if it messes up our ozone, it could. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, but, it, but it's interesting because, yeah, as we talk about EMPs, solar flares from the sun can effectively serve as an EMP, delivering Absolutely. the same type of disastrous results, even on the ground. In fact, back in the early 1900s in America, there was a massive solar flare on the sun. Now, thankfully, we, back then, we weren't as reliant on electricity and things like that, but it did uh, knock out what, you know, I mean, a huge portion, I think you were saying our telegraph system at one point had been knocked out by a yep. solar flare and more. So what are the recommendations? I, I know through through my uh, service in in the National Guard and in the Army Reserve, you know, one time I just started, you know, going on the FEMA website mm -hmm. 
And I was like, man, I, I can take this course. I can take that course. But then I'm like, well, not only can I take these courses as a service member, any Joe Schmo out there can take these FEMA. Absolutely. A lot of them, most of them, most can take these FEMA courses. And then we had a caller call in and talk about how Texas A&M has some great disaster and emergency mm-hmm. response courses as well. And I've taken some of those. So, so you know, we talk about some of the resources that are available for people that are that are concerned about individual preparedness and response, and then community response as well. Absolutely. So I want to say one thing real quick. The uh, youth preparedness program through FEMA is looking for youth to come on they have a program i'm very proud of that program my daughter actually helped to start that program several years ago uh, when she was a teenager but it's a a place where youth and teens and and adults if they want to can go on you sign in to fema type in youth preparedness program with fema it'll give you all the classes they're all online you can take individual classes through fema you have the emergency management institute that you can type in they have online classes Texas A&M, it's called TEEKS, T-E-E-X. You can get on their website. Um, But locally, we also have a lot of training and a lot of ways to be uh, involved, right? So we have our local emergency planning committee that meets the uh, second Wednesday of every month at 9 o'clock at the Stearwater Building. It's open to the public. And other counties across Montana have have the same thing, similar process. Absolutely, and it's a a good place to get training, stay in the know, be, be active. We are developing a uh, community emergency response team training that uh, hopefully by late summer, fall, we'll be advertising for people who want to join that. That gives us some training so that you as the first first responder have some basic training in disaster response and what you can do. But that training will be coming up. Um, And, of course, you can always call your disaster and emergency services and say, hey, what's going on? We, we have trainings all of the time. Uh, some of them are closed because it, they cost money or it's for an organization, and some of them are open. But yeah. I highly encourage. Yeah, because I know one of our callers uh, mentioned the CERT teams. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and one of the classes I took, I, one of the FEMA courses, was about CERT teams and things like that. But that's where people, local people can volunteer to be on those yes. uh, those teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's great. Well, um, you know, it's funny because uh, it's not funny. But <laughs> we, we sometimes you just got to laugh at some of this stuff. But, you know, four or five years ago, if we had this conversation, people would be like, oh, come on, guys, stop trying to scare people. You know, our world is so advanced now that uh, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And or you just never think the balloon would go up. And then we had COVID-19 and all the craziness that got associated yep. with that and the riots all across the country. And now people really fear that we could be on the brink of World War III. So, but because of COVID-19, I think people know just how quickly everything could change and yes. your whole world can get turned upside down. And so, I, I, so yeah, people, when they saw toilet paper disappearing from the shelves, f- fresh ground beef disappearing from the grocery store sales, more and more people started saying, wait, wait a minute. I can't be dependent on normal supply chains. I can't be dependent on the government. I can't even be dependent on local stores to provide what I might need in case of an emergency. No, absolutely. And that's why you should, and like I said, not a doomsday prepper. I'm I'm not saying build a bunker in the backyard, but I am saying have an individual (laughs) plan, you know, assess what your risks are. How, how long can you go? Do you, do you have a, uh, financially, can you go a few days on cash? Do you have a little bit of drinking water to last you for a day or two for your family. Um, do you have all of your important papers, uh, maybe some extra medication, things like that? 
even with medications, I mean, we see all the time pharmacies run out of drugs because right. they're supply chain. Yeah. So just those basic things, talk with your family, talk with your friends and say, hey, if we have a fire, if we have a tornado, if, if we have a, a violent actor do something, if the grid goes down for whatever reason, how are we going to make it for the next two or three days if we need to? We see it all over the country. You have a big ice storm down in the south where they're not used to it, and they're without electricity for a month. You know, what are you going to do? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. A lot of Montanans are already up to speed on this because of wildfires and, and things like floods and, and things like that. But for a lot of folks that live in the bigger towns, they, they haven't even had to worry about some of those things. But right. yeah, it was kind of like when the when the power went out uh, in you know a huge chunk of the Billings area and you know it affected our radio equipment, it affects yeah. different technology in different ways. But somebody joked, they're like, well, at least it wasn't 27 below zero this morning when that happened. And, right. and you know, crews got the power back up and running pretty soon. But what if they couldn't? What if it was something bigger? What are you going to do for the next three days? Maybe even longer than that. Casey Williams, director of Yellowstone County Disaster and Emergency Services. Uh, great to chat with you, and uh, thanks for being with us here in the studio. Anything else you wanted to tell folks across the state? Uh, no, just uh, thank you for every everybody and all the wonderful things you do for Montana. And look at our website. Go visit with your emergency manager. Uh, educate yourself so you'll be better prepared for whatever goes on yeah all right well great to see you and uh, yeah you know he mentioned uh prescription medications anything that you might want to have in your bug out kit oh is there one more thing There's, as well yeah <laughs> really important so our emergency alerting system is transforming right so this is the first announcement on public radio that oh, hey. we're transforming over to yellowstone county inform yc inform um I would encourage everybody. We've we've migrated away from code red for various reasons, and uh, if people will text the word YC inform to eight 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 seven seven seven, or go to the Yellowstone County website or the Yellowstone County DES website and sign up for those alerts. That's a great way to start your prep work. You'll get text alerts mainly through that. You can get text, email, phone call, landline phone call, cell phone phone call. Um, and as that develops, we're also going to use it for city and county non-emergency announcements, maybe plowing, uh, oh, trash pickup, that kind of Interesting. stuff. And then are, are other counties uh, moving to similar platforms or, or have yes. already moved to similar platforms? Some have already moved. Uh, so Gallatin County, I think, has uh, Everbridge as their background. We're going to have it as our background. But text the word YC Inform to 888-777 or go to our website. Sign up. Stay informed best first step. All right, perfect. Casey Williams, great to see you. Thanks for uh, popping into the studios. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls coming up after this. Phone lines are open. Anything and everything you want to talk about, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Who in their right mind thought that the gun grabber guy and the lockdown lawyer would be the winning ticket for the governor's race in 2024. Uh, well, let's get into your phone calls here, 406-294-0970. Right on John in Bozeman on the phone lines first. What's going on, right on John? Hey, good morning, brother. Good morning. Hey, uh, I'm going to have to bug out here at 9 o'clock because uh, I have a meeting for with the Americans for Prosperity. Oh, cool. Uh, well, you're going to miss out. we got a, we got a really work. cool guest coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. But you can catch the podcast yeah. later. You can catch the podcast later. That's I'm going to yeah knock on doors and support Tim, and I'm hoping to uh, meet up with uh, with him at some point. But I'll, I'll rip through these uh, three ones that I pulled up last night. They're really important. Um, and then we can talk about it after if you want. 
Arizona, uh, Arizona is uh, uh, putting it as a felony that if they hire illegals, they will be charged with a felony. And they also will make it uh, illegal to enter the state. And if you're found, uh, if they're found, where are they going to send them to? Hopefully not Montana. Mm. Um, Ukraine. Are, are there uh, any of the other U.N. countries or non-U.N. countries supporting Ukraine? Or is it all just us again? Uh, and then with Palestine over in Israel and everything, um, a member of the United Nations, UN, they're, they're taking a vote. But I don't, I don't think Palestine is, um, is, uh, even a member of the UN. So how can they even, uh, have any, any pull in that direction? So they sure are not, the UN is certainly not doing anything in, uh, uh, for Ukraine, so what, what's what's their point of uh, yeah, good having a big meeting? Good point. No, the UN, they're just wasting our taxpayer dollars to undermine America, to attack Israel. Uh, it, it, I mean, that's it's just like the World Health Organization that was under the thumb of the communist Chinese pushing all these coronavirus, uh, you know, uh, propaganda in lockdowns and, and other things using our money against us. Yeah, time and time again. Well, right on, John. Great to hear from you. And hey, thanks for for, you know, teaming up with our friends at Americans for Prosperity Action and and knocking doors because. That's how that's how we're going to win back this country here in 2024. I, I've said it before. Look, talk radio is very important. Your phone calls are very important. That's how you help get the word out. But we're not going to win elections by just putting a yard sign in your yard and calling into talk radio. You've got to go door to door. You've got to talk to your friends and your neighbors. You've got to, if, if you can, you've got to donate to these campaigns. So, 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 right on. John is volunteering for the ground war effort, going door to door. Maybe you can do that as well, uh, or maybe maybe you've got you've got the ability to donate financially. Donate to the Supreme Court candidates as well. Help help get Judge Dan Wilson out of the Flathead, Flathead Valley on the Montana Supreme Court. Help help Corey Swanson, an Iraq War veteran and Broadwater County Attorney, help help fund his campaign so he can get his message out, so he can get in the air campaign. You got to have an air war. You got to have a ground war. You name it. And so. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly important, you know, because I, I could say I could say who who the Supreme Court candidates are once a week, twice a week, three times a week. But by supporting their campaigns, they're going to be able to get their message out uh, consistently because, you know, that's what the left is going to do. You know that, you know, that's what they're going to do for their candidates. Right. So what are we going to do? Uh, 406-294-0970. Speaking of uh, Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy, he was on Fox and Friends earlier this week, uh, and I think it was Guy Benson who he was uh, who he was chatting with, who you will hear first. Very important general election because of that very tight balance of power in the U.S. Senate. I like to joke that John Tester, the Democratic incumbent, is Chuck Schumer with a flat top haircut. He votes that way for five years, then he comes home, drives around in the pickup truck, gets reelected. Are you going to break that cycle? Are you going to beat him? We absolutely are. You hit the nail on the head. He's New York's third senator. Five years out of every six, he's a hardcore Democrat. The sixth year, all of a sudden, you know, he's got commercials talking about how he works for the Republicans. He's anti-energy. He's open borders. Uh, you know, he's always raising taxes. He's got a D from the NRA. 
He's not a conservative. He's not a moderate. Uh, this cycle is so important for this nation, which is why I'm running. 2024, we have to take the Senate. You know, we've got other states in play, too, but Montana is the battleground. America's at a crossroads, and the Republican Party now needs to win and win big this cycle because without a numerical superiority in the Senate and, and our House of Representatives, we're going to be limited on enduring legislative progress, like shutting down our southern border, like getting our economy back on track, like returning sanity to our foreign policy. It's time for common sense to return to our government. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do here in fall of 2024. All right. By the way, there's some new uh, campaign commercials, some new campaign ads uh, that are out now, one from the NRSC, another from Americans for Prosperity Action, uh, calling out a two-faced tester. That's how the NRSC is referring to the uh, flip-flop Flat top fake moderate John Tester. They're calling him the two-faced uh, John Tester. I'll, I'll play these uh, latest uh, commercials for you here in a second. Get your reactions and more. But first, you know, earlier we were talking with Casey Williams. You know, hey, what's going to be in your bug out uh, uh, kit? What are you What are you going to do if disaster strikes? What's your plan? Uh, you know, you think about it. Uh, okay, you know, pr- you know, and he mentioned you know prescription medications. Well, well, what if you could get over you know the pain in your joints without prescription medications? Sometimes you need the medications, right? I'm, I'm not telling you people don't ever take medications. No, there's some you're going to need. But what if you could get over the pain in your joints, the pain in your knees, the pain in your hips without uh, painkillers? And think about, hey, if disaster strikes, man, if you're not moving around that great, now you've got an added challenge when it comes to disaster response. Well, what if you could get over that pain in your knees, pain in your hips, pain in your joints the natural way without surgery, without you know painkillers, you name it? That's what QC Kinetics offers. They specialize in regenerative uh, medicine. That's where they take the healing properties that are already in your body. They consolidate them down and put them directly into those achy joints. You can call them right now for a free consultation. 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics. 406-201-6263. Phone lines are open for you back after this. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. New York State Democrats are pushing to put Biden's illegals on the public payroll. You can't make this up. Now New York is considering relaxing qualifications for thousands of jobs for the purpose of hiring illegal immigrants that have well, that will have legal work status in the U.S. The governor, Kathy Hochul, has touted identifying over 40,000 open positions by employers in the state willing to hire illegal immigrants. By the way, what does this do to the price of labor? If you include, if you include such a large number of people in the labor force, what do you think is going to happen to wages? What about Americans that want higher paying jobs? Now they're going to be competing with people that will work for minimum wage? The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. 
the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 180, your independent insurance agent. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a great guest uh, kicking off the 9 o'clock hour uh, coming up for us here in just a few minutes. We'll save it as a nice surprise for you here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, And then we'll have time to take your phone calls coming up at the 9 o'clock hour as well. But if you call in right now, we should be able to sneak you on before we uh, wrap up the hour. I got three messages here on our Montana Talks app uh, to share with you. Tim in Billings, Tim in Billings uh, says this, Joe Biden is fulfilling his promise of being a unifier. He is doing such a poor job that he is unifying all demographics behind Trump. That's right. I mean, Hispanic voters uh, moving towards Trump, black voters moving towards Trump. Uh, So, yeah, in that sense, Joe Biden is a great unifier because he's uniting uh, more and more folks with diverse backgrounds uh, behind uh, Donald J. Trump for president of the United States. Corey in Wolf Point sent us a message here. Corey says this. Good morning. I'm watching the news right now, and I see that Putin has taken another citizen. The news is saying we are imposing serious sanctions on Russia. Do we have any knowledge about this topic? Yeah, I saw a story. I think it was at the dailywire.com where uh, she must be a dual citizen or something, but it was a woman from Los Angeles. Apparently, she has been detained in Russia. And the reason they detained her is because she gave a $50 contribution to a pro-Ukraine charity. And so they've detained her as an enemy of the state. But uh, according to Corey, the news is saying we are imposing serious sanctions on Russia. Does anybody out there seriously believe that Joe Biden is imposing serious sanctions on Russia? Uh, Of course not. Just like when they when they when they claimed that they were going to provide a serious response to Iran and to the Iranian-backed proxies that killed three of our our, uh, our soldiers on the Jordanian border. Was there a real serious response then, or were they just targeting largely, you know, empty empty tents in the desert, right? Uh, and and oh yeah, remember when the White House lied about the fact that they gave a heads up to Iran before they did their serious response there? Robert sent us a message uh, from the uh, Flathead Valley, I think. Uh, he, uh, Robert says this, illegal aliens in white bus stopping in Kalispell. I saw the headline this morning. Don't know if you guys talked about this already or not. We, we've mentioned it. We've had some callers. I saw a, a couple of uh, a couple of links on Twitter that said, hey, there's a white bus uh, containing illegal aliens. They were dropping them off in the Flathead. I haven't seen it confirmed that that is that that is true or not. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's false. I'm just saying I haven't seen that verified nor confirmed. I did ask Flathead County. So Flathead County, as I told you earlier this week, 
uh, I reached out to Flathead County. I said, hey, there was a stabbing incident in Kyla. I've, I've heard that this involves illegal aliens. What can you tell me? And Flathead County um, looked into it. They got a statement from the sheriff's office. And, and the bottom line is, yes, the stabbing incident in Kyla, Montana, involved illegal aliens. So then I thought, well, wait a minute. I should, I should ask Flathead County about this whole white bus story to see if they can confirm anything on that front. Um, they have not been able to confirm uh, anything about that photo, whether you know the bus contained illegal aliens, etc., so um, so if anybody has any ideas on who might be able to tell us one way or the other, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we can get a response back from the Border Patrol. Although sometimes they were very responsive when Donald Trump was president. But now that they're, you know, the Border Patrol is, is under the thumb of Joe Biden. When I reach out to the guy in, in uh, the Seattle area, we usually don't get much of a response anymore. So another reason why we need to get... Donald J. Trump back in the White House so that we get a more responsive federal government. And, oh, maybe secure our borders, too. Maybe if we can accomplish that, that'd be great.